You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Rose. How's it going? Not bad. How has your uh, January been? Oh, man. It was good. It was busy. Mm -hmm. I did some tarot events. I went up to Seattle on the train. Why did you go to Seattle on the train? Well, I released a book in January. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In the brilliancness of Jamie having put out her book in the world. Hey, what's it was called again? Tarot Inspired Life. Yeah, I got invited to go to the American Library Association's Midwinter Conference oh, in how cool Seattle. Was that? Oh, it was oh. Did you ever get like the scholastic flyers to like circle books when you were in grade mm-hmm. school? Yeah. It was like living in one of those flyers where Ooh. there are so many publishers. Adult publishers, fiction, nonfiction, children publishers. And Llewellyn was there. Oh. And the whole point of it is, at least for the exhibitor end, is to meet with educators and librarians and get ARCs to oh, okay. read. Okay, and what's then plus, an ARC? Oh, it's an advanced reader copy. Okay, cool. So they hand out books. Like, oh, nice. You can grab them off of tables or off of floors, and it's, it's overwhelming in a way. It's like, I love books. I love to yeah. buy books. I like to get books. But I felt so overwhelmed and awkward. Like, here's this beautiful heaven, slice of heaven. I could brought so many books home. I only brought four. I brought four books home? How did you manage that? Well, wait a minute. I know how you managed that. I was polite and I didn't want to grab. I came there two goals. Number one, I was at Llewellyn's booth. Mm-hmm. And they asked me to do a signing for an hour. And they nice. had, I think, a case of, my, of tarot-inspired life. Mm-hmm. And... I got rid of them in a half hour. I've been oh, saying, nice. like, I've, I've been telling people we sold out, but it's, they, nobody bought anything. It was just here. You want a copy? Jamie can sign it for you. You know, you have any questions for her? I'll talk to him about that. Mm-hmm. And a half hour later, I'm like, is that it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I got treated out to drink. But before that, Kinder came with me. Mm-hmm. We wandered around the floors and I grabbed the Witch's Book of Shadow which was one of the Llewellyn books. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to still Melissa Sinova's second book, Tarot Elements, which is coming out in March. Right. However, they only had two arcs at the table and I didn't want to steal it because I had two more days for the convention. Fair. My secondary goal for being there was Chuck Wendig, who is a fiction author, was supposed to have gone to Seattle, but he got sick that weekend. But they had copies of his Wanderer's book which is coming out in july it's a mammoth tome of like 900 pages oh wow i got one (laughs) i haven't started reading it because you know what con season's coming up i know i was just getting ready to say right before con season happens what do you do put out a book yeah that i know it's like the publisher planned it that way or something or something so speaking of cons so i know that we are both going to be at one coming up really soon the annual PantheaCon, which happens, of course, over President's Day weekend in February in San Jose, mm-hmm. California. So people, if you don't know what you're doing, come on down. There's still tickets available. You just have to be there. Hotel rooms, can't speak on that. However, comma, I can tell you 
there will be all kinds of wonderful people, all kinds of wonderful classes. I know I'm helping out in the hospitality suite for the Cauldron of the Celts, who just finished their Indiegogo, and they got 100% of their ask. So that was exciting. Yay. Nice. And then I think there's going to be like, oh, I don't know, a Llewellyn suite or something. And I think, oh, um, you... Yes, you oh, are me? going to be, yes, yes, gorgeous. You are going to be speaking a couple times, right? Yeah. On Saturday, I'm going to be in their room at about 8 to 8.45 p.m. I don't know what room number they are, so look for my website, which is either com, or you can even go to my book site, which is tarotinspiredlife.com, for the actual numbers. Or, stuff. or, or we'll even have it in the show notes. <laughs> That too. No, that's not what I was going to say. It's actually, I put it already on the Facebook Oh, for Tarot Visions and it even lists the room number. But then again, I have to go look up the website. So I didn't, but you know, it's great. So you'll be talking there on Saturday. Yeah, they're doing or Friday. Well, no, Saturday. They're doing Saturday night. They're doing a release party for new authors. So they're giving away a book every 10 minutes. Oh, wow. So You have a couple of chances to win my book. Plus anybody else that had been a new release in January and February. Mm-hmm. And in between that three hour gap, I'm going to be sneaking downstairs, probably running downstairs to attend a certain someone's main program class. Correct. They, this year I was very fortunate that uh, they accepted my proposal and we're going to be doing podcasting 101 tips and tricks and we'll be doing a live recording. It may not be the whole time we're there Mm -hmm. um, and we get to have you and then we also get to have our editor who happens to be on site and he works for the convention Mike Charbonneau. I'm really kind of excited about being able to have both of you in the same room because we normally don't do that very often. No. We normally record across you know the states and then we send it all off to Mike who processes it. It'll it'll be fun having team televisions there. Correct and then I know on Sunday, both you and I will be upstairs again in the divination suite. Yep. And we will be doing an official live, just live recording. There will be no class. So if you guys want to come up and be on our show twice, Saturday night at 9 p.m. in the boardroom, and then on Sunday upstairs in the divination suite on the ninth floor, both at 9 p.m. So that's kind of convenient. That is. I know that earlier on Sunday, I th- let's see here, if I click over to my schedule list, at 3.30, I'll be back in the Llewellyn Suite teaching Tarot for Transformation. Again, the details of the class are going to be on my book website and my normal website, as well as uh, Llewellyn's page and all that stuff, their social medias and everything. You can also check the unofficial and I think the official Pantheacon Facebooks. People have been throwing things up there, so just take a look. And then the other place you can find me at the convention is in the Cauldron of the Celts hospitality suite, the feasting hall that they're hosting the whole weekend. They start on Friday. They end on Sunday. There'll be all kinds of fun activities going on. Friday night at 8 o'clock, they'll be doing divination and devotion, and I will be doing tarot readings there. And then on Sunday, for sure, they will be doing meat making. Again, that will all be in the show notes as well, but it also will be on the website, uh, the Pantheacon website. It'll be in the Pantheacon program book. Mm-hmm. So they're going to actually make mead? Yes. 
And they did it last year as well. And it's made for devotion to Maeve, the goddess of hospitality and of sovereignty. So will last year's be served this year? Or are they doing a small batch thing that might be ready to drink for those 21 and over on site? No, I think what they're doing is they're going to serve last year's and they're making it a new batch for this year. But I won't swear to that. This is my first year being part of this. So I'm kind of excited and nervous and all of the things. And I lucked out because I ran into this group through my class that I took, Are You mm-hmm. With Our Gods? And met up with Victoria and Bronwyn, who are the founders of the Cauldron of the Celts. And they're in, uh, some of their members, Vivian Armstrong, who we've interviewed mm-hmm. previously, as well as Jesper and some others. And it's been really great getting to know them and getting to strengthen my connections to my particular style of, of spirituality. That's awesome. I look forward to seeing what all the shenanigans PantheaCon will have to offer us. There will be so much fun things. I just, oh I'm looking forward to it and it's going to be a crazy weekend and it's right before Valentine's day. So, or right after Valentine's yeah. day. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I fly in Valentine's day. Yes. Jamie flies in on Valentine's Day. She and I are going to have boyfriend cake and then we'll get into the hotel and get started. Boyfriend cake, by the way, in case you're wondering, is the wonderful chocolate cake that gets served at the hotel. You can order it in any of the restaurants, generally speaking. Now, they've changed it over the years, so it's not yes. been as good as the first time she had it. Oh but my God. Aware, if you don't love it, it's probably because it's not the original formulation. But yeah. if it is, I'm going to make sure she mentions it. Yeah, I've got pictures I can always post somewhere. But yeah, the first time I went to Pantheacon, they had this wonderful small slice of chocolate cake. I love chocolate. I'm more of a milk chocolate girl myself. So I'm not big on the dark scale. I think anything 80% under is what I like. Okay. However, that cake was so good. I'm like, this is going to be my boyfriend for the weekend. I'm going to date this cake. I ate it with... Almost every after every meal. meal. And I think I got it like one, the first night. I, I just got it as dessert and I asked for chocolate milk, after, you know, because that's a great pairing. So I did that. I took pictures. To, they had it back the next two or three years. And I think at the last time I upgraded it from boyfriend cake to like husband cake. You know, this is, I'm going to marry this. And it was that good. And then they. It's a good thing your partner doesn't mind. Yeah. Nope. Can they are so awesome. Anyway. And so, but yeah, I've got pictures of that. And then they switched to the newer, bigger style cake, which was like, this isn't boyfriend cake. I'm kind of sad. So I'm hoping at some point, I don't know, if they have a distributor that has that same style cake, they can come back with it. Okay. So then I just wanted to bring up, because again, we said (laughs) convention season. Yes. We have in two weeks after that, the Northwest Tarot Symposium. Which is going to be in Portland, and it is March 1st through the 4th, and Mm -hmm. I'm doing registration staff, and you get to be on programming. Instead of being in charge of anything, you get to have fun. I do. I'm so looking forward to kind of just hobnobbing and running around with everybody and getting to hug everybody. I stepped back from that role because I published a book, and last year I was dealing with some health issues. Yeah, the cool thing is, though, is that Rose and I will both be presenting on the main program. That's I'm true. at Saturday, 10 o'clock, and I don't think I know, we don't have the room schedules yet. No, not I yet. don't have the room schedules because I'm not programming, so I don't know what's going on. So I think it's on the website, and I will be talking about how to use the tarot 
to uh, create your RPG and your uh, book writing characters. So that's got to be lots of fun. And again, in the show notes, we'll have all the specifics. Yep. But I'm just looking forward to being able to see you like twice in one month. It'll be amazing. I know. And then we're, we're not going to get into it now, but both of us are going to Reader Studio. Yes. So we'll and talk Reader about Studio that. will be happening at the end of April. So yeah. we'll, we'll have some time between now and then to share more about that with you. So we mentioned that we will be doing the podcasting one-on-one class. And we mentioned that our editor will be there. We've kidnapped him. He's already said we could kidnap him anyway. So while that is a thing, I thought we would have a chance to check in with him now. Mm-hmm. So I've actually kidnapped him. So he has to be here and see us in person. If <laughs> will. So I would like to welcome Mike Charbonneau. Yay! Thank you. I've traveled so far to be here. I know you have. <laughs> it's amazing. Down the hallway. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you looking forward to Pantheacon? Yeah. What do you I- do there? I usually work tech. I've worked there for, man, at least five years now, Mm -hmm. I believe, and just helping them set up microphones, sound systems, screens, projectors, all the stuff that goes basically into the electronics part. We don't actually set up stages and stuff. That's more logistics or hotel. Mm -hmm. But usually if it plugs in and it's supplied by the con, Mm -hmm. we have a hand in it. Oh, okay. So what is it you enjoy about doing that? I've always been kind of a tech person, helping friends set up their stereo systems, try to keep up to date on stuff. So chance to do it for the convention that my girlfriend was already going to, and she was working operations for a while, just seemed like a good fit for me. There are some things at PantheaCon that I like, but it's not a big convention to me. So working it, I don't feel like I'm missing out on the programming as I would be that something more my, pardon the term, not to diminish it, but fandom. Correct. Where at a science fiction convention, I would be wanting to attend more programming and wouldn't want to be working at the convention as much. That's fair. And this way you get to do the work and support other people whom you like, even because you know them, and then you get to then just be involved in that level instead of having to feel like you're missing out because you're working, right? Absolutely. And most of the tech work goes on between the panels. Mm -hmm. That half hour between panel A and panel B, that's when we're running around in the back hallways, pulling stuff back in, putting stuff out for people to use for the next panel. And then if there's something that I really want to attend, especially if it's a concert or something like that, I can always run the sound for it. So I'll be back there making tweaks, making sure that everything is working so people can hear everything. That's brilliant. So hmm, how do I want to say this? Because, you know, we do our crazy thing and we didn't have someone (laughs) doing this. Because of Jamie having some health issues, we really needed some help. So... Mm -hmm. Um, How did you fall into this? Do you remember? A good friend of mine was running a podcast. She indicated that the previous editor wasn't going to be around and didn't want to push me into anything, but I kind of volunteered because I've done some editing on different levels before, and I thought that doing some editing for a podcast would kind of add to my portfolio or experience as it were. To your repertoire as you were. So uh, do you enjoy this with us? I mean, do we drive you too crazy or? Uh, No. One thing that I assume is that 
you guys are fairly typical podcasters. Okay. I think that every yeah. podcast has its share of people making mistakes. One that I listen to, they actually have kind of bonus episodes where they throw all the mistakes into one episode for people who are Patreon members of a certain level or higher. And mm. those are entertaining to listen to. Maybe we'll do that. Oh, man. If you want, I can save all that stuff at the end of the file. But once in a while, you know, an, an interviewee will have a dog who suddenly bursts into the room and wants attention. That's true. Yeah. Or even a child, I think I heard at least once. That's possible. It is quite yeah. possible. I know my cat's made a couple of appearances. Yes. You're, um, yeah, and, 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 for and you and editing yes. or me editing. Yep. Back in the day, yeah. So I guess my next question for you, because we're going to keep it quick and not embarrass mm-hmm. you too much. What is it that you would tell new podcasters as a thing to think about? Just a teeny thing. Because again, this is going to be coming out right before we do our podcasting 101. I don't want you to get too specific. But I would love to know, what is it that something as a person who listens to podcasts and is now a person who edits this podcast, you would say, hey, remember to think about this. Just one thing. I would say that the primary thing that you want to think about when you are considering creating a brand new podcast, not before each week like you guys are doing, but way back when, when you're like, I would like to do a podcast, Mm -hmm. you want to figure out what the topic's going to be. If you can talk about that topic for a sustained number of episodes, you can even do a limited podcast. Yes. We have friends who've done that. And there have been very successful NPR podcasts that are just a limited run of series, that kind of thing. But make sure that you have your goal in sight. Mm -hmm. You don't need to limit it. It can be open-ended as yours is. You're always finding new people to talk to. But you want to make sure that you have enough topics and you have enough motivation Mm. to keep going Second to that, you want to make sure that you will be able to release on a regular schedule. Mm -hmm. Whether that schedule is once a month or I had one friend who was doing a podcast. She was trying to do five minutes every day. Oh, wow. It was short. She would record it over breakfast. She would do some minimal editing because it was fairly short Mm -hmm. and she would release it. It was very good. I enjoyed it. But at some point, She just kind of ran out of steam. Something else got Mm -hmm. her interest and they stopped with no notice. Oh, yeah. Oh, kind of disappointing. Yeah. Certainly, I think that you have a responsibility to your listeners, Mm -hmm. whether it's five of your closest friends to start with, or you manage to reach hundreds that they're expecting something from you. They are getting it for free. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to feel like you have to be the National Broadcasting Network or National Public Radio in order to have the resources and everything to put out the podcast. But you do want to make sure that you have something to continue the momentum yourself and you want a schedule that the listeners can tune into. They know when to expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Consistency is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like consistency. And for me, it's like, I don't know how anybody could manage to do the long haul, even a short five minute podcast every day. I mean, I've started and I've solidified, thankfully, my daily draws every night. 
However, there are times I'm like, I don't want to do this. But I spend, that's a one minute type of thing as opposed to, I'm going to babble on on a topic for five minutes and then do some minimal processing and put it up. That to me is just. Well, and and to be fair, a daily draw is, you know, when you pull a card for yourself every day Yeah, and that's, you're not even answering to anybody else. You're answering to yourself. And if you can't even do that, maybe keep in mind of that. Know your limits, I think. Anyway, but again, I'm not trying to get us into what we're going to talk about on Saturday. I just wanted to hear a little bit from Mike and so you all could hear him and know that we appreciate all that he does for us. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just check in. And I do and- have one more question for oh. Mike. How did you get so awesome? Years of being lame. <laughs> you are so not lame. Yes, you're, you're, you've got so many awesome ideas and, you know, again, thank you for helping process. It yes. Really, I think well, it helps us because it keeps our focus on the conversation. Mm-hmm. and the interviews and it allows us to kind of do this while you can help edit and make us better yeah we appreciate that yes. sure but i would i was gonna say because i did say he's kind of lame and i will explain why <laughs> oh, it's not because he's actually lame it's because we're all lame because we're all nerds and we are awesome in the fact that we are lame and we know it <laughs> and we try and be better and we we have no problem saying yeah sometimes i'm kind of being a dork and that's all right well, thank you, Mike, for coming in and chatting with us and doing all the wonderful things that you do. I'm totally serious. Um, Jamie, thank you again for taking some time so we can get ready before we get heading off to con season Yay! and getting everything going. We're so excited. Yay, cons. Con. Okay. And so thank you, listeners. We hope that you will come out to see us at PentheaCon or at Newt's mm-hmm. or even at Reader Studio. And again, at Reader Studio, we are actually students. Yes, We're not doing anything other than being part of the group because, well, sometimes we want to learn too. Uh, you can always hang at our table. We don't sit together. Don't mm-hmm. lie to them. Yeah, okay. We sit at you other always, tables. You can always pick your favorite caster, whether it's Rose or me, and then you could come sit at whatever table we've decided to sit at, either separately or together, and hang with us, and maybe throw like paper airplanes at each other or something because that's always fun. And because, to be fair, we meet other cool people, and you, you want to meet those people. Yes. Trust me. Um, and again, thank you, Jamie, again for tonight. Thank you, Mike, for coming over. And we will hopefully get to hear and see you all at the next convention. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions U.S., or follow us on Twitter at tarot underscore visions.